You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, diffieford.net, and then on Instagram at diffiefordlincoln. This episode is presented by Citizens Bank of Edmund. Citizens Bank of Edmund has been serving Edmund since 1901. They pride themselves on investing in the community and are here for all your personal and business banking needs. For more information, go to mycitizens.bank and follow them on Instagram at citizensedmund, as well as Go bank there because I bank there too. It's been a fantastic personal experience for me. I've had my podcast account there now, my podcast business account there now for a few, four years now, I think. And it's been fantastic. So definitely worth your time. They're a great group of people and they're always there to answer the phone when I forget my password because I seem to forget it daily. Um, So yeah, go to Citizens Edmund and um, check them out. It's been awesome. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and your host back with another episode down at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame today. Uh, I have, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you my guest today, Nick and Laurie from Junction Coffee. Uh, you will know them because you see a giant red London bus around Oklahoma City, which makes me, doesn't make me think of home, but I used to go to school on the back of one of those buses. Um, the cool kids sat at the back at the top. Uh, it took me a while to get to the back at the top yeah. as a kid. But yeah, that's I used to go to school on one of those buses. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> never thought I'd see one in Oklahoma City. So uh, thank you guys for bringing that here and giving me some nostalgia. But yeah, thanks for coming down. Glad to dive into your story. Um, I mean, we've just been talking before. I, you've been at this a very long time. Probably yeah. doesn't feel like it. Uh, um, both. It feels fast, both. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I think we, we, we just missed each other at SNU. I started fall of 2011, and you guys seemed to graduate that year. Yeah. Um, so just missed each other, but we're also rolling in the same circles, so we yeah. know a lot of the same people. So this feels very familiar today. Um, but, yeah, uh, I guess let's start with kind of what current life is like right now. What's the state of the business? How's coffee? And how are you guys doing? Life is... Uh, I feel life is always crazy. Um, I think just like being a small business owner, being an entrepreneur, um, 
there's always something. And I think what I'm learning is it's there are, there are people whose goal in life is to just like reach a certain level and then just hang out there. And then there are people who just like can't stop. And the second they get, uh, uh, the second they get a breath, they're filling that in with like a new idea or a new pursuit or whatever. And those are entrepreneurs. And those are generally the people that are entrepreneurs, right? So we are learning about ourselves that we're always trying to work. We're we're always trying to work to gain ourselves more time. Like, I just want, just need some more time. I just need some more space. And then as soon as we get more margin, we're like, oh, cool. Now we can do yeah. this thing. Now we can do that thing. And now, oh, we don't have any more. more. So it's I, so true. I feel like yeah. there's a level of chaos that unless you're, you, if you're a business owner, you're like, you, not to be cliche, but if you know, you know, like there's that level of chaos that you reach and it just keeps kind of expanding like continuously. There's never a break from it. Yeah. Yeah. Find out how to take on more things, right? Because yes. the work you're doing just feels comfortable. You're like, oh, I can do something else and something else. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, I don't want to call it an addiction or drugs, but it's kind of like an addiction or yeah. drug where you just, you reach a certain threshold and you're just like, oh man, I could do this in my sleep. And so you just kind of keep like stacking them more and more and more. And, um, Never ending to do So right now I feel like we're in a place business wise, at least where we're like pretty stable. Um, probably the more stable, the most stable we've been since COVID and it's allowing us a lot more flexibility and freedom to do some stuff, which is really cool. Um, it's also allowing us to spend some more time with our family. We've been spending a lot of time with our family lately. Um, yeah. and that's been really, really good. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and your parents are two, two little ones. Yep. Yeah, we are. We got, got two. We've got a, uh, a first grader and a pre k yeah. and, um, they're awesome. They're down at uh, Western gateway. Okay. And so they're navigating all the bilingual, like trying to figure out how to do two languages and it's tricky. It's yeah. really tricky. And I feel like I have to say, I, <clears throat> this is a pat on Nick's back here because I've really kind of taken a step back in this past year because of some family health problems going on, um, that I've been taking care of. And so Nick has been doing it all by himself with the help of our amazing, amazing team. Of people. team. Yep. Yeah. Um, so very good job. I know that's a lot and you're doing, you're rocking it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's take things right back to the start. You both individually tell me like kind of where you grew up and, and sort of how you find your way to SNU. Do, do, okay, I'll go first. Um, well, I was born and raised here in Oklahoma. Um, I went to, I grew up actually living on the same two streets my entire life, Rockwell and Council. Like, we just kind of bounced back and forth, and I went to, um, living across the street from PC North High School, I went there, and then um, my dad, I think he had this strategic plan to, like, keep me close by, so he uh, borderline tricked me into going to SNU in a loving way, Um, but he, he, yeah, so I ended up going to SNU, and that's where I met Nick freshman year at, uh, we call it the, the NSI, yeah. just like the new student institute. Um, and I was actually quite frustrated when I met him because I knew right away that it was going to be something big and I really didn't want to date anyone right away. So I remember being like, honestly pretty pissed, like, gosh, seriously, like, could this not have happened a little bit later? But um, yeah, so my story is really short because I'm <laughs> here. Yeah. And I'm it still here. Out. I made him it stay. Worked out. Yeah. yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. We yeah, we went through college and then um, got married out of college and 
And now here we are, because I made him plant some pretty deep roots in Oklahoma. So, but we couldn't have done it anywhere else. You didn't honestly. make me. I didn't make but you. But you didn't discourage I it. Also, kind of made you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was born in uh, Southern, Southern California, and uh, my family, when I was like eight, moved to Denver, uh, and so I grew up out there, um, and my, um, my uh, youth pastor, uh, his wife was a graduate of SNU, and so when I was looking at different colleges and, and looking at that, um, when I was in high school, I actually felt a call to ministry, and so started looking at um, some private universities and um, ministry programs. Um, landed at Southern Nazarene, and uh, like Lori said, like met each other probably the second day of school ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interaction did not go well. It, it was not no, it love was not at first sight. Uh, I was all hopped up on group dynamics. She was like super focused. Like she comes from a competitive athlete background. <laughs> and so she like was, there was some activity at, at NSI. Football. It was like flag football. And she's yeah. like focused, like ready to win. And I'm just like, I was getting ready the to and she was not having it. And so, um, uh, so it took probably a, a couple more weeks for us to like warm up to each other. You yelled in my face. You left right, that part like out. That, well, the party has, and I knew it was it like. It was directed like, at me. Like this. So. And I think I was like. She's like, get out of my space. I'm here to win. Yeah. 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 And so. Try um, to focus here. <laughs> But eventually, eventually we, we warmed up to each other and yeah. uh, fell madly in love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it took you like four years of college. You, most people just at SNU get married like, you know, quick at yeah. school. Yeah. So I admittedly um, wanted to. My sister had done that mm-hmm. yeah. and I wanted to. And his family was like, you should just wait. And I remember pretty, being pretty mad at them at the time, like, oh, well, I'm so thankful. Right. Like, yeah. You only have those four years. And, and that was the big deal. And for, for me, like my, we were, we were going to try to get married between our junior and senior year. Yeah. Um, which is what your sister did. Yep. Um, and we had a couple other friends that did that. But my junior year, um, I lived with like just even to this day, like the best friends that I've ever had. And, um, uh, I, you know, we kind of sat down and had a really hard conversation. Where I was like, we've only got one more year where I can live with seven of my best friends and I don't be crazy. I, you know, I love you, but I don't want to lose out on this opportunity. And the next year admittedly wasn't as great. Um, but it ended up being fine. It ended up working out. Um, and honestly, I think like spending that long dating really, um, strengthened our relationship in a lot of ways I think um, because it it, yeah it forced us into I think uh, a little bit of a a deeper struggle definitely like wrestling through that conversation and having all that kind of stuff afterwards Um, but even just like senior year was really hard uh, for both of us and it was extremely hard and stressful for you as a design major yeah my degree is in graphic design and senior year is when you put together your portfolio I mean so many late nights till all nighters in the design lab just trying to pull stuff together so it was pretty stressful yeah and you put together a show at the end of the year as well so 
And then you were designing like our wedding invitation. Like you designed all of our wedding stuff. Yeah. Um, so and a couple other friends. And then like senior, <laughs> senior, yeah. Because that's new, right? You know, yeah, Everyone's yeah, getting yeah. married. You remember those seven guys? Like all of them got married. Yeah. Last summer, so. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, right dynamic. For business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but it ended up being I, I found, or at least I, I think so. Maybe maybe you're different, but I found that like later on, if I can, if if transition, uh, like when we started building the bus and started doing business together, um, I can't tell you how many times I was thankful for those four years and even the tension I think of like delaying getting married caused in a relationship because it really helped it set a good foundation for working through conflict um, resolving um, mixed expectations uh, and and communication communicating and and even just like being patient and understanding you know, not everything has to be instant, right. which for me is a really hard thing. I'm a very instant gratification yeah, person. So, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like being so grateful for that yeah. later on as we're like building a business and all yeah. that stuff. So, so at this point, like you're stressing out because you're doing your graduate stuff and doing your, sorry, your graphic design stuff. Um, Nick, did you study ministry in school then? Mm-hmm. So you still have the, yep. the plan at the time? Yep. Yep. Okay. So yep. when you graduate, you're like, hey, we're getting married, but we also need to get a job and buy a right. house and have a life. Yeah. What was like the, the plan at that time? Like, were you guys thinking of going? Cause a lot of people who get into ministry, sometimes they have to take a job somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that time in your life to, to go into the adult world. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Initially, I think we had talked about trying to do, um, a mission organization and flee the country for a while. Um, I don't remember that. There was it was a it was a hot minute. I think I held on to that. Of course, you held on to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we actually ended up. I ended up having uh, getting a, a youth pastor position at your family's home church. Um, right. Our marriage kind of had a quick quick dive. My um, <clears throat> my dad died suddenly, unexpectedly. Three short weeks after we were married, um, up in the Colorado mountains, um, and ended up in a plane crash because of it. And so right after we were married, we also had to figure out how to navigate a tragedy. Um, but we managed to do that really well. It really kind of set some priorities straight in our marriage and in our life kind of right at the beginning. Um, but, um, we had... We had actually gotten that job right before. Yeah, we that had, accepted the position before. Accepted the position before that happened, and then um, that happened kind of right at the beginning. And so, being there was pretty tricky for me. But you wrapped it. It gave us something. Well, it gave you, me something you keep good. Complimenting to me. Focus on. Thank <laughs> you much. Um, well, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, there's expectations. You're doing great. You're you're amazing. Can you just yeah. tell I'm fishing? Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, well, I will say though, like to to sit in like a prayer circle with like middle schoolers, um, and right. the the you know prayer requests and the tensions and and the stress that you know a fourteen year old has um, on the heels of losing your father, mm-hmm. um, watching Lori minister uh, to those girls and watching her navigate through that was was really incredible to be able to see like I really wasn't 
you know, I know you weren't, but I'm now I'm being honest. Now it sounds disgenuine. So you know, take over. Just I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there. You're amazing, and I love you. So um, no, but it, it was it was yeah. really cool um, to be able to do that. But I think yeah. So so we we took that position. Um, I freelance graphic design. Yeah, on sure. the side. I was going to oh, say like, how do you support a family on? It wasn't a lot, you know. and and we didn't like. What did we, we didn't do it alone. Like we are so lucky that we have such a good support system. Um, we were able to work out like a discounted rent or something with my family because well, part of the church. part of the package was the package. that um, because her family attended the congregation, right. so the pastor was able to negotiate where we actually um, stayed in one of your parents' rent, rental properties, right. and then they essentially got tax credit as mm -hmm. a part of our compensation, and so. Um, so then a lot of our housing was taken care of. And it's not uncommon for housing to get taken care of like that for, for pastors and things. Um, but it was able, it worked out in a way that, that we were really grateful for it. Um, yeah. and, and then I fell into the freelance graphic design world. Yeah. Yeah. After, it can be very lucrative. It can be, yes. Yeah. And I fell into the, the wedding industry Definitely. at the time. Yeah. Not by choice, yeah. but it was also a blessing because, yeah, yeah. yeah. worked out well. Yeah. So, so this is going on, you're, you're kind of ministering young kids, which is not easy. Um, but also, like, obviously, you know, you got your draft, graphic design thing, you're getting your kicks on that as well, because you don't just want to waste four years of college. I'm sure family's like, hey, you know, you got college, you got to do something with what you came out with. Uh, when does coffee come into it? Like, when do you start, like, thinking, you know what, I want to be my own boss. I'm dreaming to start a business and... You know, become an entrepreneur. Like, it sounds like your family had that with rent houses and, and other stuff. I'm interested to see if Nick, that's on your side as well. But like, where does that all happen? Honestly, like, I think it, I, if I look back from here, looking back all the way back to then, like, it's it was always there. Um, we would like have date nights, and we would go down before youth pastoring, before whatever, like just like we would just go downtown on a date and there was a, uh, we actually go down to the Bricktown Canal, there was a frozen yogurt place and um, there we would sit, we'd get Froyo and we'd look across the river and there was a oh, vacant it's building. Still it's still vacant. And it's still vacant. Yeah. Is it really? It's no, right it next is. to Brick yeah. the Brickopolis. Yeah. The, it was before they bought that lot and built yeah. and turned it when into it the putt-putt. It's mm -hmm. that building on the end. It's like Chilinos. Oh gosh. It's no. It was, a, it was a Mexican restaurant. Okay. I don't even know if, if it was <laughs> that. Yeah. But it's still vacant. It's, it's still, still, there still empty. Get, still because available. we went inside, and it would take millions of dollars just to get it up to code. Well, and I think like the basement of that building was basically where they dumped all the trash from the canal, and so then they built the building on top of it. So like yeah. half of it wasn't usable, and the other half was kind of anyways. Yeah. But um, but we would we would sit and we'd look at that, and we'd be like, hey, like, wouldn't it be cool if we put a coffee shop in it. Wouldn't it be cool if we put apartments in it and we could use that as a way to like bring in interns and we could house interns and we could do, uh, you know, coffee and, or we could, um, have an, have a venue or, or whatever. And I think like, it was always there, but I think we got to a point where we remember that conversation we had where I was like, what do you want to do? Oh, yeah. With the rest of your life. Like, what makes you happy? At this point, we had no kids. 
when you can, I mean, yeah. it was always a good time to ask that question. 23, 24 years old. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, you didn't have kids until like, I was like, what we do? Yeah, but like yeah. this time you're like 23, 24. Uh, no, well, yeah, yes, yeah. We are yeah, 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 yeah. But this was a little bit. We had been youth pastoring for a couple of years and yeah. you had been kind of just been feeling like, well, there was, so there was always this tension between like, okay, so like I'm a pastor, uh, obviously people of faith. And so like, there's this tension between the, the truth that we believe about the world where people have value, people are loved, people are lovable. Uh, and that is like universally across the board, no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, all of that. Um, and, but there was this tension between like the, the church is supposed to be where you come to understand that. Um, but along the way, you know, the church is made of people and people don't necessarily reflect that. And so there's been this rift and it's a growing rift. And so the, this, this idea for me, as we were trying to minister to students, trying to instill that value in them, trying to love them and, and convince them that they're worthy of love. Um, there was this realization of just like the only people hearing this message are the people that are already a part of the club. And anybody outside of it, I would arguably some of the people that need to hear it the most, um, aren't interested in coming to the club for X, Y, Z, whatever reason. Yeah. And so I got really frustrated by that. There were some other things that kind of went down um, behind the scenes as is, as is really common. Um, Back to the question now. I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, the okay. Right okay. There. And so like, and so, you know, we're like, I'm like ranting in the car and, yeah. and she I'm brings me it. down. It's just like, okay, but like, <laughs> so if you could do anything, what would it be? And I was like, man, I just want to like drink coffee with people. Drink coffee and talk to people. Yeah. Those are your words. I want to yeah. just get to know people and be able to like authentically and organically and truly breathe into them like man you're worthy of love you're worthy of value um and and just treat humans well right yeah. you know because like that is like um especially overseas like i didn't grow up in a religious background at all um and without, i'm sure a mutual friend of ours is eric smith and what eric's yes. doing in germany right yeah. like they have bars or they have yes. pubs or they have coffee shops like it's a way you know, because I I'm, was still might be one of those people. Like, you know, it's much easier to go. You have to go to where they're at, right? Like, right. if you look mm -hmm. back over scripture or whatever, you go to them. You, right. know, you don't just build a house. Not all the times that they come to you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, like, it's it, it makes sense that coffee and ministry are very tied together because just a common place we can come hang out, have a drink, have a beer, have a coffee, whatever it is, and just have a chat. And yeah. it doesn't have to be... You know, it's not like that hard sell, right? So right. like going to SNU is like you gotta go to chapel, you gotta sign right. a lifestyle covenant. I was not told any of that before I got on yeah. <laughs> by the way. my coach did not tell me that. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, but but you're right, like it just so you have that moment and you're like, yeah. I just wanna have coffee with people and then yeah. it's like, Okay, what does that look like? 
And that was the next right. question. So Lori well, is I'm the a, activator. I am. I'm the activator. So I was like, let's do it. I was like, let's do it. Like we got nothing. We like to play this game too. It's like worst case scenario, or at least we did. Now we have kids. It's kind of a little more tricky. I still play it. It's just more terrifying. The answers are the answers just scarier now. I think our worst case scenario is like, well, worst case scenario, we fail ultimately, and then we like start over, which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that yeah that was that was I think the big catalyst of just like. Well, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. And how and, do we go about doing that? Yeah. Go right. to coffee school. Right? Nope. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would have been a smart people. thing. Smarter people would. <laughs> but, um, we just bought an espresso machine and put it in our living room. We did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. A lot more Zoko. So we I mean, one of the best. It was great. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took up our, we had, uh, at the time we lived in the duplex and it had like this 70s wet bar in the living room. So it like took up the entire wet bar. Had had a coffee like, bar. It was great. Yeah. Plumbing. People would come over and be like, uh, there's <laughs> a three group GB5. Yeah. So it's like just humongous. Yeah. Um, and everyone is just like, why? Why? And we're like, but do you want some coffee? Yes, the best kind yes. of coffee. Yeah. How much was that machine? Uh, it was seventy one. Uh, yeah, no, it was seventy one. We bought it used from someone. So the the story behind that was is like okay, so now we're starting to pursue coffee, right? And we're like, okay, we're going to do this. We talked to you know the church board. It kind of set up like, okay, well, in this long time, we're going to leave. We're going to do this. We're going to start a coffee business. Yada yada yada. Um, and so we just started talking to people, and we found somebody that we knew knew the guys out in Hoboken and they were getting rid of their GB5 because of just like water issues uh, so GB5 has components in them that are that are really particular and they need a very very small so any sort of like scale that gets in the system shuts it down um, so they were selling it because they just couldn't do it anymore um, and so we reached out to them they put us in contact with the technician at Topeka out in Tulsa who had it in house and we were like hey we want to buy this machine and he was like okay and so we ended up buying it and then we went out there we picked it up and it was like again looking back it's always fun to have these conversations now because like do you remember the look on Nick's face Fletcher. when yeah no when um not Fletcher but Nick oh no it was Fletcher mm-hmm. yeah um but he was like, so do you guys have a coffee shop? Well, we're going to start a coffee shop. And he's like, okay. And we're like, great. So then like we installed and we're like, how do you work it? <laughs> and he was like, are you serious? And we're like, yes. And he's like, do you just, do you just spend your whole savings account on a machine you don't know how to use? And you're going to put it in your house? Yes, we are. We did. <laughs> okay, so I do have, a, I will say, I have a background of, fam- of entrepreneurs. My dad owned his business, my grandparents, my aunt, my sister. I just come from a line of entrepreneurs. So I did have a little bit of forethought going. I know it sounds like we're just like... Here's seventy one hundred dollars. Right. How we have to kill a coffee. It's gonna be the best parties ever. <laughs> but we did. I did think about it. There was a plan in place. So, at least on my part. Well, yes. There, and we did. We did. We we did. There was a plan, and there was a kind of a timeline. And and honest, to be fair, we the opportunity for the machine came up right earlier ahead than of schedule. needed. Mm-hmm. And so we we're like, well, let's just buy it yep. because we're gonna use it, yeah. and it ended up sitting in our house for like fifteen months or something like. 
like that. Yep. And it was like, the here's the opportunity. It's going to save us a lot of money. Um, and we'll learn how to use it. We'll learn how to do all the coffee stuff later. For us, it was always coffee. Even now, coffee is a means to an end. Um, that end, and really that end just being like good relationships and place of belonging. Um, and so honestly, that end is like making days better. Yeah. Like really, so it's turned into so, that we're just like we just want to make people's day better. Yeah, and so even I guess even then, um, and even when we hire people, like we don't necessarily hire people that have a lot of like. There's the no prerequisite for experience. for coffee. It's like we can teach people can learn how to do coffee. Yeah, I can't really teach you how to be not a cruddy human being like <laughs> so so um, so it was always like. I don't know, uh, mission over. Something. I believe at the time know. we drew like one of those three circle diagram things and we had cool values and all the rest of it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So you mentioned the bus just a little bit ago. So mm-hmm. the bus was the idea from the stop. It was, no. it was just like, I was hoping you were going to ask that because it actually feeds into what you were saying yeah. about Jesus coming to the people. Okay. So we wanted to open the coffee shop and, but we, we didn't have the money first of all. Cause you just spent it all on a machine. Cause we spent it all on a machine. Spent it all on a machine. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I realized um, it was like, we have $7,500 in our savings account. We felt <laughs> like being, well, so we felt, <laughs> we felt like we needed to be downtown for whatever reason, yep. like downtown Oklahoma city. We really felt a strong pull to being downtown Oklahoma okay. city at the time. Food trucks were kind of a big deal. H and was going on. I heard on heard. Um, H and so, just started. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were in the process of of starting this because right, we established the business in 2014. Uh-huh. We didn't, yeah. And we went down to like Elemental, and there was like a food truck out, and we were like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Oh, we're we're doing a thing," and we we're like, "Sweet!" So we got some food, and we drank some coffee, and then like, and then by the time we'd finished everything, and like the bus was launched, and right. was in it was like, was like full throttle. Right. So. We wanted to open a coffee shop. We didn't have the money for a brick and mortar. Um, so we were looking around at food trucks, but we didn't want to lose the atmosphere of a coffee shop. We didn't want to lose the idea of being in proximity, you know, the whole like quick hand out the window thing. Like we didn't really want that. And so we were like, well, what about an Airstream or like an RV? And then we were coming back from something somewhere and we drove past this beaten down double decker bus in off Reno <clears throat> on um, in a mechanics in the front of a mechanics shop and we were like oh okay that's it like like on our way to a thing she pulls out a napkin and it was like you could if you could put seating upstairs <laughs> you could do a bar on the side and like we still have that drawing like yeah, it I was do. like the, the the original vision and it's like she drew up the whole thing before we even got to wherever we were going <laughs> so we, well we pulled over and I was like we have to ask about this. Mm-hmm. Remember? So we went into this truck mechanics place. Um, what is the name of it? We still go there. I actually uh, never looked at the name because I've just always known the location. Truck and trailer. Precision truck and trailer. Shout out to them. Um, so we pull For in and we inquire about it. And um, Rick was like, well, that bus is spoken for. Um, his name was Rick Miller. Um, but he was like, I can get you in contact with people in the UK who helped import 
these dozen or so buses that drove around the U.S. and um, well, Rick man, Rick did maintenance for yeah, a small like, fleet of I myself of was them, trained to do maintenance uh, on them. for a little makeup company. So he really? spent like ten years following this fleet around the country, maintaining all these double deckers, which is why this double decker was at this shop. Right. Um, so yeah. so so um, he got us hooked up with Chris and Pam York in in Hampshire, England, and they were like this. I think retired old couple, and they helped us track down a couple different options, and we chose Maybell. We named her Maybell, and we sent them a bunch of money, and we prayed that she'd make it across the pond. Yeah, the bank kept saying, "Are no. you? You know, once you send the wire, it's you. There's no way to get it back." And we're, and we're like, "Yeah." And they're like, okay, but have you, so have you seen the bus? No. We've seen have pictures. You, have you met these, have you met these people? We Skyped with them one time. Have you, so, but you know it's, you can't come back. And we're like, yeah, it's fine. And they're like, okay. I'm like, just send it, it'll be okay. I, I like. And later that night we were like, uh. I was fine with it. I felt a piece about it. I like to say, I like to think that I've got a little bit of intuition when it comes to like reading people and so. Um, I think at one point I said, you know, if they conned us, I don't even think I would be mad because they were just the sweetest, kindest old British couple. And I was like, there's a there's a special ring in hell for people that pretend to be that nice and then stab you in the back. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be I would be borderline impressed. But to bring us back full circle, <laughs> it really worked out because the more this. It, be, it really did just this entire process, like once we found the bus, it just opened doors. Like the fact that this mechanic was who he was and knew who he knew and got us this deal that he got us. And these people were willing to do this free of charge for us. And <clears throat> which probably should have been a tip off, but it all was fine. Um, and just us realizing like, wow, like now we do actually get to be a chance to like be Jesus and go to people and meet them where they are. We were feeling hesitant about having a building anyways for that same reason um which things have changed now and we can sure. get into that later but yeah. um yeah yeah so question was the bus more or less expensive than the coffee machine it was, it was more, more significantly yeah. more or just like a little do you want no. to so, remember how much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because people ask all the time. Yeah. This is, uh, so. In 2014. Yes. Uh, until they've gone up now. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, so, so, I mean, you know, like you used to ride out to school on yeah, a double decker, right? These, and so, like, if you think about, like, UK. buying a schoolie here, yeah. I mean, you can just get them for yeah. practically nothing. So, but we looked the bus, here. and we looked here for a double decker, but because they're rare here, yeah. they're I mean, they like $100,000 like, or something that's just ones. been rotting in the field yeah. and all it was just crazy. So we bought the bus. I do think Chris and Pam took a little bit off the top. I'm sure they did. Um, yeah. And then um, we paid export fees, import fees, and shipping, and a five-day road trip for you, me, and Rick because we didn't know how to drive I'd the bus. Never driven anything better than the suburban, and I almost had a panic attack one night laying in bed. I think technically I probably did. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but I, look, yeah. it definitely did. Um, uh, so he, he drove it back for us. Um, so all of that was like 30 grand. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, so the bus itself, the minor commits to the other expenses. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and the, the GB five, we did end up selling, okay. um, and we, we bought a new machine for that. Um, because, 
the technician from Topeka when he went to install it on the bus was like, this is not, this is a pretty temperamental machine and you're just going to be bouncing it down the road at 45 miles an hour. I don't think that's going to end very well. Yeah. So yeah. Wise choice. Uh, Wise choice. Yeah. Where, what port did the bus come into? Where did you have to go to get it? Norfolk. Oh. Norfolk, Virginia. Mm -hmm. That's a long way away. It was. It took us five days to drive back. Yeah. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was oh, like yeah, it is. The end of October, so yeah. like the leaves were turning. It was freezing. Yeah. Big leaf changing month. We yeah. had a U joint actually crack. We're driving, and Rick all of a sudden was like, oh, I gotta pull over. So he pulls over. He's a th small man, thank goodness, because the space underneath the bus is like six inches. Yeah. Like so he shimmies under there, and he's like, oh, I was afraid of that. Apparently cracked a U joint, which is like a connection point of the steering column. Okay. So. Where's the drivetrain? Yeah, kind it was of a U-joint. big issue. Was it a drive train? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it like because the the engine's in the back. Yeah. He said if it would have fallen, it would have just taken out. Yeah, because it was in the middle. Like yeah. the rest of it, if it would have cracked and come off. So we had a yeah. minor emergency, but we're really glad we. Yeah, and it was red when it he cracked. Like, the bus? No, it, no, was, it was red, red white, and blue. blue. Yeah. Okay. So it had been a couple different colors for a long time. Yeah. And um, it was originally this like really dark kind of forest green. Um, and Lori really wanted to paint the whole it's thing. I wanted green. it to be forest yeah. green. Yeah, I mean, so it's beautiful. Badly. And I was just like, right. But like anytime somebody like I just like yeah. for the for the next 10 years, I don't want to hear. Oh, I wish you guys had painted it red. Yeah. Um, so, and we couldn't decide. So we put it to the people. Yeah, like Branding normal, healthy relationship yeah. problem mm -hmm. solvings. We just like put a vote yeah, out there. Someone else do it. Fine, <laughs> fine. We're going to do a public vote and we'll see who wins. And he and won by a long so, shot, yeah. which was fine. It was good. But no, it was. And the seats are green. That was the natural original seating was like this green mm -hmm. leather. Mm -hmm. um, but this bus was a 1972 Bristol VRT bus, and it was a, um, a school bus for a while. Mm -hmm. And then it was maintained by a collector. Um, for a number of years, and I believe we purchased it from that collector. No, it was sold to some one other person, oh, and they it? had it for like two years, and okay. then we bought it from them. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So it arrives, or you get it back to Oklahoma City, and you're like, I mean, are you thinking, what have we done? Or you, I mean, you've just done a five-day road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're thinking, yes. I'm tired. I want yeah. a shower, I want a warm, because it wasn't a warm trip either, because the no. bus isn't, uh, yeah, 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 no. it's not temperature controlled or anything. Right. But um, then we started my um, I was like, OK, we need to make the so first thing that we did is we made it's we probably made like six different timelines. So we made like 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 the task timeline chart, flow chart, whatever. So we we were like, OK, what are all the things we need to do? We got like we sat in the bus and we just like made a list. We got to take everything out. We got to put everything in. We got to do that. Um, and then we called up a bunch of our friends and was like, hey, do you guys want to help us demo out this bus? And they did. There was like probably 15 of us. Mm -hmm. Your parents came in town. Uh -huh. Well, my so my parents, um, my parents owned Dick Craft Tools. So they had this big industrial warehouse. So this is where you're doing. Like, so this that was is where we're be doing my next question. Right. Right. Yeah. So we, we had a place right. to keep the bus yeah. inside and work on. And um, I think my dad had just built this second portion to his building that was really not being used. And so it was really an easy, like, come work over here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where we did all the so construction. So your mom still owns Dinkraft. Yes, my mom still owns Dinkraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And she owned it. Dinkraft she owned tools. it then. She owns it Dinkraft now. Dinkraft tools. Dinkraft tools. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So that was 
What year was that? 20. That was 20. Well, I think we it was still 2014. 2014 yeah. And we started working on it in 2014, and we didn't end up rolling out until 2015. Yeah. Honestly, until a full year. So we got it in way November. than we thought. Well, we got it in it. November, and it sat over the holidays. Oh, because the holidays were Because we were like, trying to figure out what to do, and then like Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and whatever. Oh, so then yeah. in January, we, we demoed it out. And then I think we started construction. That's right. Probably in February or March. Mm-hmm. What's family thinking over the holidays that you've just got this bus and you're sat and then you've got Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up here, sat around the family and they're just yeah. like, so what are you guys up to? You having kids anytime soon? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, actually, yeah. no, we have this exactly. giant 1972 bus. Now my I mean, I will say, so, so, <laughs> so thankfully, like Lori was said, like, like she comes from a long line of entrepreneurs. Right. My dad uh, started and sold probably three different businesses. My right. mom started her own business. Um, like it just, it, it's a normal thing. So like, yeah. They, so really, like, the con- really conversation it, is honestly. nothing but enthusiasm, right? Yeah. And so it's really strange because, like, some of our closest friends were just like, I just can't believe you would do that. I they just were, can't yeah. imagine you doing that. <laughs> and there was, there's, like, and even to, I mean, I think I understand it a little bit more now. But at the time, I just remember, like, I don't understand why this would be scary for you. I just don't like. There's just not a frame of reference. I think either because either we were really naive at the time, but I think again, like there's this like, what's the worst that can happen? Like it doesn't work. We sell the bus. Yeah. Like, and then we go home. Like, and we're just done. Maybe we were young enough to like (laughs) not let that. But that's what sets. And I put myself in this category too. That's what sets us apart from the general nine to five crowd, right? right? Because where I come from, everyone gets a nine to five. They do whatever they want to do on the weekends and they stay in a job for 30, 40 years. Like that's just kind of their life. And that's not for me. Right. right. And, but, and the same thing, like, I, you know, I, I, people ask me like, and I'm kind of like, think of what the worst can happen always. And he's like, I came here with my suitcase and a set of golf clubs and I'm still here and I seem to figure it out. If I had to go back to that, I'd be fine. Right. right? And it's right. the same with every entrepreneur goes through that moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. We, we've done it once. We can rebuild. We can sell the bus. We can start again. Like, right. We're not worried about anything. Yeah. You know? I mean, you are, but you're not. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. there's, I think there's this, like, at the end of the day, yeah. you just start over. Right. Whereas the people who would like the naysayers, like, I guess, would be like, oh, the negative people that just like. I don't know what I do. I mean, I, I, I and they just they mentally yeah. just can't cope with it. Which right, right. Well, nine I, to I five is sad, but, right? You know, but. right. But I think like and, and having conversations with some. I mean, like there's there's a one a, a one couple that we were really good friends with at the time, and that were like very much nine to five. And there was there was yeah, there was a couple conversations where like for them. So for us, it was always like like purpose in life, fulfillment in life, um, uh, and work. And like, all of that is like one sort of thing, right? Like, like our, our work is our mission, is our purpose, is our joy, is our everything. And all of that kind of like works together. Um, I'm, I think right now I'm, I'm beginning to learn to kind of allow those things to be more separate, which I think is healthy. But I, at the time we had this conversation where, where they were like, my nine to five gives me a stable platform so that I can enjoy the rest of my life. And I need this to be unwavering so that 
I can find fulfillment and joy and purpose outside of that. It was for me, those things don't have to be the same. And that was the first time where I realized like, Oh, okay. Because if you don't have this, then you can't find any of this. Right. Whereas for me, it's like all of it's together. Yeah. So, same. so. And don't, I mean, there have been times where us and I'm sure many other business owners have been like, wow, can I just work for someone else yeah. and let them pay me? And then I at least have my weekends. 40 like, hours a week. Or my after, like me evenings. Games. Yeah. yeah. Like there's times where I'm still like, can I, yeah. I'm ready now to but, just have someone else be in charge. Yeah. But back to what you said at the start, right? Like right. we just like, you just decide, oh, I can do this now. I can do this and I can do this. And it's right. more of just like, cause you enjoy it. And you know, there's, there's, there'd be a difference if you hated doing what you do every day. But you love doing what you do every day. So generally, the more that happens, the less it feels like work. Right. Right. Well, and there, I mean, I'm, I'm just coming out of a season where I did hate what I did every day for a while. Um, and, and, and realizing, like, retweaking those things and understanding enough about me. I'm just like, I hated it because it was the same. For was, 10 years. Yeah. That's why like you hated it is because he doesn't like doing things longer than right. and like, five years. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but this, like, like, oh man, I need to change something up. But you have the ability to. But having the ability yeah. to do that. And so really, I mean, I think like we've spent the past year, um, uh, maybe a little bit longer by now, but the past year really working hard to build more time margin so that we can explore yeah. the next thing right. or, or what is, you know, Spend time with our kids. Spend time with our kids. Spend time with our kids. Be able to take care of family members if right. we need to or um, explore other ventures or even just be creative and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think there is... There's, there's always a part of... of starting you know people ask me all the time they're like oh man it must be so great to just like be able to do whatever you want and it's like that's not what small business ownership is it's 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 i think like you're more i always tell people you are more flexible but you're not any more free in fact you're up in, in, in a lot of ways you're the opposite of free you just get to be able to say like this is what I, I don't, I don't I know. Work you, it's about you get, right? yeah, yeah, you get to, you get to, you know, say that, well, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to run payroll at three o'clock in the morning, then I can run payroll at three o'clock in the morning. Or if I'm going to, yeah. you know, I can squeeze this or that. Or I can take a break and I can go to my kids, like fun run thing for an hour and whatever. Yeah. But, um, I'll work after I put them to bed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, sometimes I say that people are like, Oh no, I don't want that. No. And I'm like, if you, exactly. don't, if you don't want that, like, cause yeah. it's like, yeah. you're the only one, you're the only one. And one of the things I tell people all the time, whenever anybody asks like, what's like one piece of advice that you could give to anyone that's like thinking about starting a long business is like, think about the, the hardest thing you've ever done in your entire life and then make it twice as hard and then make it last for 10 years. That's what, that's what a small, like running a small business is. It is, it has all of the fulfillment of all of that hard work, but there's a certain point as I've walked with, as I've even walked with people kind of pursuing their own business measures, there's a certain point where it's like the weight of knowing you are the last line of defense and that tomorrow morning, like I got to do it again. And you work on Saturdays and you work on the weekends and you work on holidays and you work on others. And there are ways 
there are ways that you can build yourself out of that. And we are, we are trying to do that. Yeah. We, and we are, I think we are doing, that. I think yeah. we are, we are succeeding in, in working ourselves out of that role, but there's always a period of time where it's like, it's just relentless. Um, it's, it's, it, we didn't know it at the time, but like, it's as relentless as having a kid. Like your kids can get up at 5 a.m. whether it's, whether it's yep. you, Martin Luther King Day Jr. or not. Like it's like, mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. So um, the same, same with your business. It's very true. But it's really fulfilling and it's really great. Yeah. What, I don't know what was that? Uh, when, you, when you have that first moment then, that first day you're in business, I mean, are you cracking champagne bottles on the side of the bus like they do for ships when they roll them out of the yard. <laughs> no, like, we like, where are you we guys going? We babied that thing oh so much. You're just like, don't scratch or touch or breathe or smell or look. And I'm pretty drive. sure he drove, he, he, would, he would drive, I, we can both drive it, but he drove it the majority of the time because I would sit in back and like, <laughs> make sure like, try to hold down, like make sure nothing, uh-huh. or like, oh, slow down. And he's like, I'm going 10 miles an hour. And I'm like, you're too It's fast. just so bouncy back here. Everything's <laughs> rattling around. Yeah, but, yeah. Where was that first plan? Where was that first day of business at? Was it downtown? First, oh, yeah, was it, it was in was front it of the across? Civic Center. Oh, it was in, that's okay. right. It was in front of the Civic Center on Couch the, Drive. Okay. Um, that was our first, we called it, uh, we called it the rollout. Mm-hmm. So it was our first rollout bash and we gave out 50 t-shirts for free yeah. and um, we sold coffee. coffee and it was great. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Obviously, if you didn't put it together, that's what led us to meet the Civic Center Musical, yeah. so it got uh, us that connection. Yeah. We also met a couple years later, a year later, we met the owners of Clarity that were just No, just we met them up. at the Caffeine Crawl. Do you remember? Oh. So the Oklahoma City Caffeine Crawl is, it's- No, it's, I don't remember. It's put on by the lab out of Kansas City, and they do these like all over the country, but they, you can, um, they, every March they come out. And so the March, before we opened, we had we had renovated upstairs. That was mostly finished, but the kitchen wasn't finished yet. And we had already they had already invited us to to this. We're like, okay, well, this will just be like a fun like soft opening because we were like putting stuff on Facebook and Instagram, and they caught wind of us and invited us to it. And so we set up um, at Tenth uh, and Hudson, and we ran an obnoxiously loud generator to boil water, and we made French press coffee on a card table on the bottom level and we served like three or four groups of coffee were they, were they on it so steve and chelsea were participants in the caffeine crawl oh, they also came by the bus so i didn't know well that. they came to the rollout but like we hung out and we talked at we talked so at the after party before the rollout mm-hmm. okay. and so we went to the after party at slingers um and got connected with them and we hung out and chatted and, and we participated they, in the caffeine crawl before we were ready to pull out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was really great it because was. then there was a whole bunch of people that were like, "Man, we were here before, yeah. before it was a thing." Yeah, it was super fun. And obviously, the the reaction to a giant red bus driving around Oklahoma City was as good as it could have been. Oh right? yeah, it just I got in the habit of any time I would hear a honk. I would just wave. <laughs> I, I just like I because I don't know because like someone would be like ah, and I got in such a habit that I would do it in my personal vehicle. <laughs> no. So like someone's like road raging at me, and I'm just smiling, waving, oh like hi, like a celebrity or something. Yeah. We learned a lot uh, about um, street laws that year too. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you would put the bus on a platform, right? You would roll it onto blocks. I remember it, to right? level it. To level it. Yeah, like levelers. So I remember seeing that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Maybe so we, the curve and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because you need you need level ground to make good coffee. 
Um, so we would, we'd always level out the bus, but, um, the bus is British, right? So the door is on the opposite side. Um, and, uh, the driver's seat is opposite as well, but our main service window is in line with the access door. And the reason for that is that we want people that can walk, that are going to walk on the bus to not have to walk in the street, right? So we're like, okay, this is the main service window, but we also have the ability to serve out of the opposite side. Um, And so, uh, but we we learned that uh, the city doesn't like you parking against the flow of traffic. It's very illegal. Um, And even though we petitioned all the way up to the top of the somebody in the city, some head of parking, something like we were like we were on like the tenth, like the like yeah, the top floor of the thing, like up. looking down, and we were like, why can't we do this? And he's like, because you just can't. And I was like, but why? why? Yeah, you want <laughs> exactly. people in the middle of the street to come an into the door? And then and he was like, he's like, we just like. You're driving, you'd have to drive again, you'd have to drive into oncoming traffic in order to get your bus over there. I'm like, yeah, but we're like, we're just like one. Yeah. We're just, just trust us. Right. And she was like, no. Giant red bus. <laughs> How can yeah. you not miss Yeah, it? and he was like, no, you yeah. can't do it. Yeah. And we're like, ah. so we yeah. gave it up. But. It was an adventure, man. It was. So how many years until you do like have a brick and mortar then? And how does that decision come in? And because, nice. I mean, you're driving around. What was it, March you said you started in? We started in uh, September. Oh, okay. So you're driving until it gets 2015 super cold. is when we yeah. rolled the bus out. So you, you never go. You have quite a runway until you get to like 100 degree weather, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we operate all winter long Yeah. Um, because it's easier to stay warm than it is to stay cool. Yes. And um, we basically say that the inside of the bus is always 10 degrees warmer than outside. Um, so... So we actually closed down a couple months in the winter time. Mm. I'm sorry, in the summer. In the summertime. Yeah. The heat yeah. in the summer. Yeah, we stay off. We tried to get some air conditioning. We looked at several different ones, yeah. and none of them worked. And the one that did work was like ten thousand dollars, and we were like, we can't pay that off in X many years. Like, it's cheaper for us to just yeah. close down for a couple months in the summer than it is to purchase this is air that conditioning. When you really like, was that in the business plan to start, or was that like, oh, it's a it's a thousand degrees outside? There are a few things we did not anticipate when we got the bus. For yeah. one, how short the inside of the bus is. Nick is six three, yeah. and the bus is six foot. Yeah. So he five cannot eleven, stand upright in the bus. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if there's long at the beginning, like I would be, I would bar, and he would sit and take orders yeah. or he has this like barista stance was what he calls it which is silly but yeah it's like power stance power stance yeah, power yeah stance. that's right that's yeah. right I'm also ready. known as warrior one all yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly yes. yeah 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 yep. always ready to rock yeah yeah yep. but um yeah it we, I think we, we, we were suspicious of it. Once we started oh. construction, the first summer when we were doing construction, we were like, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. Um, so we were suspicious that we were going to need to do it. But what really sealed the deal for it was we would set up, we'd roll up and we'd set up and we would just sweat for hours and hardly anybody would show up. And we were just like... And, and people are, when, when people find out, they're always like, oh, I drink coffee all year long. It's like, right, you drink iced coffee in an air-conditioned building that you're that you're going like through a drive-through so you don't have to go out in your air-conditioned car <laughs> yeah. to go back. Like, are you gonna walk 
from your office 10 minutes in 110 degrees to stand outside to wait for iced coffee that's going to be hot by the time you get back to your office and they're always like oh yeah no I'm not going to do that and you're like I know. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. why. That's why we close. Nowadays, we probably um, could, but we, yeah. There's yeah. yeah. The city's changed a lot, and I think there's there's a lot more people that are that are walking around and, and doing that. But at the time, we were just like, man, this just isn't. So I we, think we we opened, there was one day in June when me and the guy that was working for us was like, we were sitting there, and I think we made one sale that day. And we were like, no. It's not it. Not it. Yeah. Well, so. Um, we, so we would park in different locations downtown. I don't know if you knew that. We'd have, yeah. like, Tuesday, we'd try to build consistency so that we could, like, get to know the people we serve. Yeah. And so one of them was the Civic Center Music Hall. One of them was Kerr Park. And one of them was actually, on Fridays, we'd park across the street from where our brick and mortar is now. Yeah, yeah I remember In the Heartland yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Um, and so that was really kind of cool to, like, have it come full circle in that way um, when we did find this location. Yeah. To do our brick and mortar, it was. So the first one was Civic Center. Then. The first was Civic Center, yeah, first and one then Civic Center. Um, oh, I two months after we were opened, or three months after we opened, they the um, the Civic Center Foundation. Thank you, Civic Center mm-hmm. Foundation um, asked us to have a meeting with them, and then they that's when they asked us to be part of their. Be, move into their coffee space. Yeah, yeah. Well, originally they asked us to build a bar cart and be in the lobby right. um, because they had other plans for that space. And then they were like, well, it seems silly to have this existing coffee shop be there and not have someone in it. So we moved into there. So I'm so thankful we never did that cart. Yeah. That would have been a nightmare. Maybe. But um, <laughs> so we moved into there and kind of did a paint job on that. Um, that transition was a little bit rough, but we won't get into that. Um, just the lack of communication on sure. several people's end. A lot of who am I choosing? And then, yeah, so then, like, I think that February, is, I'm in there, like, painting, and, like, we had, it was you and me and our one employee, also the same one that I bumped with my pregnant belly, Brian. Um, and <laughs> who was also a youth, he was in our youth group. <laughs> We're also family friends of his. We just brought him on. We're just like, if you know us, come on. <laughs> So um, we're like serving people and there's an intermission and I would like fall asleep during intermission and that's when we found out I was pregnant with Daxon, our firstborn. Because I kept falling asleep basically during shows. Well, we were all tired. We were all exhausted because that that first Broadway run at the Civic Center, we... It's a week long. It was a week, yeah. So the Broadway runs were always like Tuesday through Sunday, right? So, and we operated the bus at the time, I think Tuesday through Saturday. And so we would wake up in the morning, run the bus, we would mm-hmm. grab a bite to eat somewhere, and then we'd show up at the Civic Center and we'd work until midnight, mm-hmm. and then we would go home, sleep, and then do it all again the next day. So we were just like a week at a time. dead. And we lived um, 30 minutes away. And we, yeah, we lived quite a ways away at the time. And so, but what really kind of tipped us off to that was like, you just stayed tired. Yeah. It was like, it was like two weeks later, and I was like, why are you still tired from this? You like you've been sleeping or whatever. So exhausted. Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, hey." And I'm like, "Oh, hey, that's why." That's why. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that was, your, that was your second. That was the first. That was oh, our that was first. first. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was um, a beautiful surprise. So we didn't even we didn't even make it a year. Nope. 
on we, the did, bus we weren't even before. open a year when that happened. Yeah. That's not the plan. But so yeah. then I, when he was born, I stayed as long as I could. And then when, um, until we're knocking drinks off the counter, until I was knocking drinks off the counter with my basketball belly. <laughs> um, and everyone was laughing at me. It's fine. And then, uh, yeah, then we had always been like 50, 50, Work-wise, like you do books, I do books, just kind of like tag team as needed, and then I kind of try to take over. I did take over most all yeah, the so you started doing all work, the, yeah. QuickBooks yeah. and all that stuff, and you got to just run the bus, mm-hmm. yep. which was good. And so, obviously, now you have a, your own. You have a different brick and mortar now. Like, how do we transition then from Civic Center to you know, what's the timeline to get to right. full circle to one of it? Yeah. Where you are. How long did we run this? Well, so the Civic Center went from uh, 2016 until 2020. Oh wow, quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we were we were there for a good while, and um, uh, we um, so COVID shut that down right and basically we just never reopened after covid and that's uh, in part because the civic center took a while to get back to capacity but also because like i think they got a, a, a new bond from the city to do a big renovation so all the plans that they had had talked about doing when we first came on like, it was funny because like we were we were like a, a six-month contract that lasted for four years like it just was the way that it was. It worked, and, and they had bigger fish to fry, and, and, and it was fine. But um, so they they were like, okay, we're going to do the renovation, which means we're going to bring coffee in house, like we always talked about doing. And we were like, that's great because it's actually kind of nice to not have to like work nights on top of working days because we we had a team, but it was still like you I know you're managing it, like you're stocking 20, it, and yeah. yeah, we were still doing, we were still managing it. Still, we had yeah. like twenty employees. Mental headspace, yeah. 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 I'd be like, you know, we're in, we're, we're watching a movie, and I'm like checking my phone to make sure no one's like right. in trouble or whatever. And so, um, uh, so, but during during the shutdown. Um, the bus had a really cool opportunity because we're mobile, right? Yeah. So we're we get to be outside, yeah. and so we we kind of talked with our team, and I looked with Lori, and, and we kind of prayed about. It, and we talked about it leading up to the shutdown, the the official city shutdown. As things are canceling, as other cities are making decisions, um, we kept. I kept hearing people say like, man, it's so good to still see you guys out. I'm so good. It's so, it, it, it makes me so happy to see uh, small businesses out. And then I made like some like stupid little video that <laughs> went viral, that kind of went like low, like a little viral, um, and low key viral. Low key viral. Um, and people just kind of started talking about like bringing uh, little pieces of joy um, making their day better, uh, improving type things. And so I kind of looked at Lori and we were talking with our team and it was like, it feels like a really big loophole that we would be considered essential because essential business can stay open. We're like, okay, well we're food service, but we're like, we're sexy coffee. Coffee so shops like, are certified as a food, as a restaurant business. Yeah. So we're like, department. yeah. So it's like, I don't, <laughs> it feels weird that we would be essential. Yeah. Um, and we have some friends that said like, no, we're really not. We're going to shut down. They closed. Um, uh, but, but I kind of looked at everybody and said like, okay, if we're going to be, if we're going to stay open, if we are essential, let's be essential to mental health. 
let's be essential to well-being. And so people are losing their jobs. There's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, it was what was needed at the time. I think, you know, people kept saying, you know, so, so we leaned into this idea of like, hey, get out of your house, come to the park, get a sexy coffee, feel human again, and enjoy a sunshiny day that doesn't feel like the world's ending. Um, and, uh, and we wanted that to be open access to everybody. So we switched to pay what you can. And we just kind of said like, if you've got a job and you're stable, like drop some money. We called it the poison jar. Cause at the time we thought that touching anything that was like, you know, do you remember money that? And so we just had this like big giant jar and we're like, like just put your cash in the poison jar and like, don't make change. Just drop a bill in there. It's fine. Um, or you could like, or you're like, or you can Venmo us or just like take it for free and have a great day. And we had people that came, there was, there was one person that worked at whole foods, his wife, they just had a baby and she lost her job. And he was like still working and he got two lattes every day we were open mm -hmm. and he was never able to pay for them. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it was just like so great. He was like, guys, I can't tell you what this means to just be able to do this right now. And so for us, that was really like, this is why we're here. Yeah. This is why we're doing this. Um, so we did, we did that. We started Pay What You Can, I think March 1-ish, and then we stayed that, we did that all the way until we closed down for the summer in June. Um, and we came back and like trying to figure out, okay, life is kind of trying to get back to normal. Everyone's kind of trying to get back into rhythms. We're trying to like, you know, we don't, we don't want to overextend the generosity. We don't want to, you know, burn out the generosity of other people. Um, so let's go back to like normal payment methods. Let's try to stay accessible. Let's try to stay hopeful. Um, in the meantime, you know, our kids are getting older and, um, we had Quinley in there somewhere. Oh yeah. No, we had in 2019, uh, Yeah, I know. 2019 at Christmas, we had our daughter. 18. No. Yeah, was it 18? Yeah. Well, it's because it was like two weeks before 2019. Yes. Less than so she was born. two weeks. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. She mm -hmm. was alive all of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but we kind of looked around and we're like, we need a home base. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of, you know, literally just taking the work home all the time. I'm tired of being... I, that's, so this time now we've got two kids, so I'm the only one, and I'm the only one that can drive the bus. And it's like I'm tired of the only time our business being open is the time when I can physically open it. Um, but also, like we're dreamers, right? And we're entrepreneurs. Right. So when we really want to have fun, we talk about all the things that we could and wouldn't want to do, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we were like starting to dream of like, okay, like what? if we did have a space, like what could we do with it? Like we are adventurous people. We love hiking and mountain biking and snowboarding and scuba diving. And so we are like, gosh, we really wish we could, you know, trying to his ball of like it all being together. Like, oh, I wonder if we could like have other people like enjoy and experience these fun things and like, let that be another way to connect with the community and show love. And like, so then we were trying to think like, well, maybe we need like, could junction be like, first of all, the definition of junction is we're a point where one or two things meet, right? This is not actual definition. That was my no, It's like where one or two points meet or are joined. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Okay, thank yeah. you. 
That's the actual. And so we were like, could we be a junction point for, you know, our goal is to be a junction point for God and community and people. And so like, let's just add to that, right? Like we had been having dreams and visions of like, not literal, but things of like, what ifs, like what if we had this, you know, next to our coffee shop, we had a CrossFit gym and like larger dream picture items. And so like from that is also part of what, where our drive came from for this brick and mortar as well. Um, we had originally, actually, it came about, I forgot, um, we thought we were going to have to move where we keep Maybell. Maybell is stored downtown right now, um, also off Reno, but it, we thought we were going to have to move, and so we were looking for a place to store the bus, and where we are currently has this larger back space, and we're like, maybe we could park the bus there. Turns out we can't, but... It turned into, but it was there was an there's an, there another opportunity yep. that was like really great to, to be able to move in there, um, so and, still and it was. The, I think the dream the dream was yeah the Forever dream I think the dream was like hey we're we've been doing these sort of like little blips here and there and we just sort of pop up here and kind of like um, uh, make your day better pop ups. What if we had a central place yeah. that you could come to this six days a week, regular hours, predictable, um, instead of just waiting to accidentally catch the bus, which is kind of seems like the MO. So, and then, and then what, yeah, what would that look like? What could we, could we host different groups? Could we, uh, start different groups? Mm-hmm. Could it be a launching pad for other things? Could it be, um, an incubator for different ideas or a training ground for something or, or all of this kind of stuff, things that we've always kind of talked about doing off and on, but like the nature of the bus doesn't allow it. Um, so not to mention from a business standpoint, like, yeah. It just makes sense to have a cent- uh, like a central hub yeah. for yeah. a food truck to right. have like a right. yeah because yeah, the, the bus serves the purpose right during the great months but when it gets you need like that's probably why the civic center was so good because it just filled that gap for you guys it, yeah. you didn't worry or didn't have any pressure around oh we're gonna keep the bus going this summer because it's gonna you know it's just yeah. like oh no we have we just transitioned to this now and then you you kind of teach your get your your clients that and like oh right. we know we know the season the bus is coming out yeah yes. but until then you can come to our space and get yeah that. yeah exactly. exactly yeah so what's yeah. you know we're you know we're 10 years now right getting almost to be you said march 10 years of business or 10 years of this being like having, right. having i think we can, since we established, established in 2014 yeah. Yeah. and we've yeah. been it feels like that for us because we've worked right. so hard yeah, even yeah. though like, technically i don't think we rolled out until 2015 yeah but. yeah yeah you started the process. We started it in 2014. So for us, we would consider 10 years of junction in yeah. 2024. Yeah. What's the next 10 years look like? Like if you could, huh. you know, you guys are dreamers, right? So right. You, right. What do you want to dream? I mean, for the next, like, if we look back in 10 years and you're like, wow, I did this. Yeah. You know, tied back into the mission of, you know, everything that you're doing, obviously, as well. But like. Does that mean multiple? Does that mean another truck? Does that mean multiple locations? Does that mean a different business entirely? Like, I mean, yeah. you know, you mentioned CrossFit. Like, while you're yeah. gathering your thoughts, yeah. I'll just say <laughs> we have had so many people come and ask and offer on multiple occasions, especially that first year we were open. If they could do like a franchise of the bus, or we could yeah. open up. We had people in Tulsa like ask if they could do the same thing, like. 
I think the only ones we said no to was like, hey, we'd rather you not do that in Tulsa just because that's so close to home. But like everywhere else, like we've helped, supposedly, we've helped a lot of people start double-decker bus businesses in the UK at the time when we first did it. Like to my research, we were the only ones. Yeah. Well, so the, and and the reason why we, we help so many people, it's like we we try to be as best we can. Obviously, we're entrepreneurs, we're very, really busy, but yeah. um, as much as we can, we we try to just be an open book yeah. and give as much advice because that's what happened with us. That's right. We met I the mean, cows, like the owners of Mariposa. Mariposa. So Prelude used to be Mariposa Coffee, okay. and like we just cold called them and we're like, "Hey, you're the only coffee truck in the city. Can we ask you questions? Like, yeah, like do you make any money doing this? Like, is there any plan?" And he was like, "Man, this is a really bold question to just ask a complete stranger." And I was like, yeah. "Well, the worst you can say is no." So we just thought we'd fire it away. Yeah. Yeah. And they're this like, is Oklahoma, "Everyone's nice." Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, we respect that." So, but. But like, I mean, everybody was just so willing to help in whatever capacity they could that I think like we try to do that in any any opportunity. And, and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm atrociously terrible at answering emails, but um, as much as we can, if, if someone reaches out, I mean, just recently someone was like, hey, I got a double decker. Do you know who works on it? And I was like, Rick works on it. I don't know what he can help you with or whatever, but... Like, anyways, for the future, we don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think right now, like I said, we've been working for the past year to get ourselves to a point where I think we have enough margin and breathing room to be able to explore that. Um, I think especially so like, you know, COVID on the back of COVID and then, you know, post COVID depression standard, but also like opening a brick and mortar, trying to get that rolling, get that stable. So like, we're kind of at a place where like, yeah. And now it's like, let's remember breathing here. Let's (laughs) let's enjoy this. Let's remember. And then like, remember how to be creative. I think that there's a certain point where you kind of forget to have good ideas um, or how to have creative ideas. Um, And so I think we're kind of in that place where we're relearning that. Um, And, you know, like Lori said, we've got, we've got some, some things in the background going on. that are taking up a lot of the bandwidth. Um, But I, I've been, I've been having more of a drive for, um, ironically, like community. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we when we started, obviously, it's like we want to build a community. We want to build a community. We want to build a community. Um, but ironically, we were so excited to get going that we kind of like try to just build a community by ourselves. Um, and there were a lot of people that helped us along the way. And it was like, we could not have done it. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for all of those people. And so, um, you know, even like your mom letting us use the shop and, you know, people giving up a Saturday to like take a Sawzall to an old bus, uh, um, uh, all of that kind of stuff. But when it came down to like the day in day out, one of the things that we realized is like, man, like we're, kind of on our own in this regard. And I think to a point we needed to be in order to learn how, learn the beast itself, I guess. Um, part of that, part of that was that we didn't feel like we could ask anyone to be like, Hey, do you want to quit your job and come work for us? We don't know when or if we can pay you, Yeah, but Hey, 
Come have fun. We with also us. don't know what we're doing, <laughs> and we don't really have much of a plan, and we don't know where this is going or how long no, it's going to last. Yeah, I have fun. So, yeah. But I think we're at a place now where it's like, man, it'd be really great to like have a space where like-minded people could come together to do similar things um, in different expressions. So, you know, a buddy of ours has a CrossFit gym. Uh, He was a former youth pastor. And it's a very similar thing where like, using CrossFit to not only make your body physically healthier, healthier, but make you mentally healthier, spiritually healthier, uh, relationally healthier. Um, They do a super cool thing where they do like couples CrossFit and they use it almost as like marital counseling um, where they use the platform of CrossFit to re-engage relationships. So like this idea where it's like, hey, you guys are doing this thing over here and we're doing this thing over here um, and you're doing this thing where, you know, you're trying to make, you know, better life for humans. What if we kind of all got together and we could feed off of each other's energy and bounce off of each other's ideas and... um, Doing tough things brings you together. Yeah, yeah. Let's do do the hard stuff together and then... um, and maybe we can make a greater impact on the world. Maybe we could... Uh, make more people this days better yeah. if we what gym is that? do that. So it's called CrossFit R Wall, okay. and it's out in Mustang. Okay. Um, the owner actually just moved to California, but I think they're doing some remote ownership stuff. Cool. But yeah, a uh, couple of questions to finish up. Yeah, um, what do you put your success down to? I have a, I, I know that I have the answer to the last question. Okay, go for it. Yeah, do it. Um, our future. Just like one thing that we have al- has always been a goal and that has been a goal for the last several years, I feel like it would be to, um, you know, you it's either Nick or I driving the bus every day. And since I've had kids, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Okay. And since I've had the kids, like it's been Nick driving the bus every day, morning and night. And well, we don't want to get rid of the bus. We love the bus, but it gets exhausting. And so we just started training someone to drive the bus this year, for the first year ever, because it is also our livelihood. And if someone wrecks it, like that's not good. So um, we, it's been a dream to like find a place where we could pull the bus in and still continue to serve out of it. I've always loved that idea. We have been working towards that idea. It didn't work out this time, and the opportunity with Broadway, we couldn't pass up. But that is potentially on the future, but also just the idea of, like, trying to be slightly more hands-off in regards to driving Maybell around. Um, That would be my other answer for the future. Ironically, when I said I want to sit and drink coffee with people, I... I haven't actually gotten to do a whole lot of it in recent years. I think. So we're trying to get to that. We're trying to get yeah. get back to that. You Believe know. it or not, yeah. the yeah. original goal, which means you not <laughs> so, working yeah. as yeah. much. Yeah. Well, I, I, first thing that came to mind, I went to a place in uh, Dell City last week, JT's Barbecue. Unbelievable place. If you haven't been there, totally worth going. It's literally an old house off a street in Dell City, and you walk in and literally walk in the front door of someone's old house, and it awesome. just knocked oh, a few so walls cool. down, and it's just like yeah. barbecue's incredible. And it's like they've knocked down like that first wall into the kitchen, so you're just in someone's living room and kitchen. Like, yeah, it's oh, fantastic, yeah. and it yeah. just feels like like nothing's changed. Right. But the we're and it's the first time I'd been there, and I went there with a friend who'd been there before, and the owner sat in the corner. 
and he comes over and he's just like, hey guys, everything okay? If you need anything, like I'm, you know, just, and he doesn't introduce himself as the owner, but you just know. Right, 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 right. right. And I bet he just sits there all day. Yeah. Just hangs out. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, you want to be the old man in the corner? Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, no. But, but you know, for real. That's, well, yeah. those like, conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come hang yeah. out. Come have a couple of ribs. Like, I'm yeah. going to be here anyway because I'm working. Right. My team's doing everything, but if they need me, I'm right here. Right. But they know what they're doing. Yeah. But I'm just here. Yeah. I'm like, that is awesome. being yeah. available. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, and there's a snippet of that now with the brick and mortar yeah. because I'll, I'll go in and I'll kind of like type away at whatever. And there's days where, like, I know, like, if I'm going to work from the shop, I'm going to get like two things done all day because that's, but, but that's, that's, that's the thing, why. right? Yeah. Like that's why. And that like, that's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to even get to a point where it's like, I come in without my laptop yeah. and I just want to sit and just drink, but it's drink coffee. Just want to sit and drink coffee. Yeah. What is your coffee order? Uh, so I love cortados. I love drip coffee. And, and right now we have a spiced beetroot syrup. That is so great. We call it Shroot Farms. So, glory by you. I like an Aussie flat white or a cappuccino or a cotato, something with a shot of espresso and a wee bit of milk. What's the difference between an Aussie flat white and a flat white? It's all in the milk ratio. Okay. So, a cotato is two ounces of espresso with just like an ounce or two, two of milk, two of ounces milk. of milk. And then the, the Aussie flat white is four ounces of milk. And then the cappuccino is six ounces of milk. Okay. So. Good to know. Just kind of feels on, like that's my how strong do you want your coffee? As opposed to like a Starbucks flat white, which is just a latte. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like everything else. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's um, awesome. I would contribute our success to, this is going to sound really weird, but. Um, really, I think it is grace. I think when I look back and I think about how much people were willing to help us, how forgiving people were in the beginning, how yes. um, patient people have been, and even even things like just like like the conversation with the city, like the fact that like someone was just willing to listen and. But then, but I also think like the grace that we've had with each other, the grace that our team has had with us, the grace that we've had with our team, um, just this like this notion of receiving something that you didn't necessarily earn or deserve. Um, I think that that's been a very constant thread throughout our journey. Um, and I don't think we would be here if it wasn't for that. One of our um, five mission statements. Values. Values, thank you. Not mission statement, values, is transparency. And I think that sometimes transparency goes hand in hand with grace. Mm. Um, we have transparency in our relationship. We have transparency with our relationship with our staff and with our customers. And like I think honesty and transparency open the doors for grace. So. Mm. Yeah. Last question. Um, what does Junction Coffee mean to you? Like a definition? Yeah. Mm. What do you mean? I think that at its best, Junction Coffee is an extension of who we are. Um, it is 
what we put into the world to reflect what we believe at our core and what we be- and what we yearn for the world to actually look like. Um, and so I think that's one, you know, one of those things where it's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? It's like, well, it would hurt, but it's like, if it's an extension of who I am, whether it works or doesn't work, doesn't mean that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not going to lose a part of who I am because I'm still me and we can just do it in a different capacity, I guess. Does that make sense? The first part makes sense. The second part, <laughs> the second part got weird and didn't, didn't make any sense, but no, no, no. Yes. I get what, I get what you mean. Like because of it, because it is an extension of who we are, it's not going to seek to exist. It will just have to be remolded and reshaped if something goes wrong. Maybe. What does Junction Coffee mean to you? I think you pretty much nailed it. I would definitely say that we've put enough into Junction Coffee for it to be an extension of who we are. Yeah. And and that includes the good and the bad. You know, that includes us (laughs) trying really hard and failing. That, you know, there are times when, I could give dozens of examples, but, like, there are times when, like, we get caught up too much in business and there are times when we forget to do, you know, like we are human beings and because we're human beings, like junction coffee is also a human being, a human being, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about yeah. weird. No, it's really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think like all, I mean, really before you get to this like massive, or even not super massive, like before you get to this like corporate level where there's like three different levels of management and all this other kind of stuff. Like, uh, I mean, that's what like businesses, businesses are living entities. Um, and they take on personalities of their own in different ways and different capacities. And sometimes people are really intentional about that. And I think like, we've tried to be intentional about it, but I also think like, like it's, it's really, we're really close to it. Um, we still get feedback even from hires of just like, like I've never worked at a coffee shop where the owner is like this involved. And it's funny because like, we are the least involved that we've ever been. Right. <laughs> and These I was like, really? Years. Like, what do you, what's happening? What, where do you do this? Like, and they're like, no, no, no. Like, it's nice to be able to just say like, Hey, here's this thing. And you guys lend an ear, right. you're willing to help you come in and you're being there. And it's like, And like I said, we have an amazing staff. Like, obviously, we interview and hire our staff. And so, like, everyone that we have is so great. And I feel like, in a way, is an extension of us. Or we try. We hope that they are, right? Like, that's the goal. Yeah. (laughs) In their own, like, flair and capacity. And, like, it's super fun. But, yeah. So, anyways. Sick. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming Thank you. Thank you. Thank you people listening uh i will put the instagram link down below and what's the address to your brick and mortar 611 north broadway avenue okay i'll put that in the description you can go click that right away go follow if you don't already um thank you for coming down thank Thank you for coming in sharing um 
your amazing stories. I see the passion you have, see the love you have for each other, which <laughs> shines through. Um, excited to, I mean, we should do this in, you know, three or four years and see how things have progressed. Maybe the kids are up and working at that point. They already are. They already are. Love yeah. That. yeah. Daxon's getting after it. He can he make does. a really yeah. great cappuccino. Okay. By that's, that's my first order then. I yeah. need a cappuccino from Daxon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you coming down. I'm glad we did this now and we didn't uh, rush it and do it a few years ago because yeah. uh, I think you. the conversation would have been a little different. So Absolutely. Appreciate you doing that. And for people listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. This episode is presented by Citizens Bank of Edmund. Citizens Bank of Edmund has been serving Edmund since 1901. They pride themselves on investing in the community and are here for all your personal and business banking needs. For more information, go to mycitizens.bank and follow them on Instagram at CitizensEdmund, as well as go bank there because I bank there too. It's been a fantastic personal experience for me. I've had my podcast account there now, my podcast business account there now for a few, four years now, I think. And it's been fantastic. So definitely worth your time. They're a great group of people and they're always there to answer the phone when I forget my password because I seem to forget it daily. Um, So yeah, go to Citizens Edmund and um, check them out. It's been awesome. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.